hold up. You know what time it is right now, man. It's your boy Q Lewis holding it down for the Negro section. I got the homies in the building today, man. We a little bit short, but I got my man HQ. I got my man. I got my man Sebo in the building. We gonna call him Bo. Though. We just gonna shut. We gonna cut it short. You know what I'm saying? I got my man Bo in the building. So it's your boy Q Lewis, HQ, Bo in the building, holding it down for the Negro section. In case you didn't know, this is the place where you can find out everything that's on our mind. On the sneak tip, though, we go slide you some notes. Notes from the Negro section. All right, so this is what we're talking about this week, all right? We want to talk about gentrification, all right? So everybody knows what gentrification is. Gentrification basically is, uh, I mean, if you want to if you want to know what we say in the Negro section, uh, this is when white people come in and take all your shit. That's what we're talking about. But we want to talk about how that actually affects the education and the culture in that place, all right? We want to talk about that. It's happening in so many places. I know in, in Harlem, it was happening in Brooklyn, it's happening in Detroit, now it's happening. So we want to know how is that affecting the educational system. And we got a, uh, we also got a, uh, a joint from The Root, TheRoot.com, shout out to TheRoot.com. Uh, we got a nice little selection there where we go, we go reference in, uh, in, in, in reference to about how some of these white people kind of mad that they got to share their educational spaces with some of these underprivileged black kids, all right? So we about to dive right in that thing, man. Bo, I got to hit you with it first, bro. First of all, we got to say gentrification. What does that mean to you? That's what's up, man. So just to start off with, before I get into what it means to me, so I just want to put it out there. According to Merriam-Webster, I'm going to the dictionary on that answer real quick. So according to Merriam-Webster, gentrification is defined as the process of renewal and rebuilding accompanying the influx of middle class or affluent people into a deteriorating area that often displaces poorer residents. So often displaces poorer residents, right? So just like you said in the intro, this is like white folks is coming in and kicking black folks <laughs> out, bro. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, straight up, I mean, look, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at the cycle. So, you know, 60s and 70s, you know, you, you got, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, the great white flight and all that good stuff. You know, white folks moving out to the suburbs, people in the city. Then you had, you know, you know, we, we thought we made it. We thought we were coming back, getting a little money, getting a little education. So we moving out to the right. suburbs and white folks was like, oh, okay. We're going to go back to the city on that ass there, right? You know, so <laughs> as right. far as it affects education, you know, like, so to get, you know, I asked myself, you know, how are these cities getting white folks to come back? And I know, you know, you got your little Starbucks, you got your little, you know, uh, what you call them, your little hipster joints and all that good stuff. But, like, yeah. I was thinking about, like, the white family. How, what are white families? You know, why are they coming back, you know? And uh, yeah. reading that article by The Root and looking at that video and, you know, doing a little other, you know, just personal research. Just, well, what really happens right. is to get those white folks back, man, they offer school of choice, right? And so, okay. uh, not even so much school of choice, but just, like, Hey, white folks, come back to the city, but you don't have to send your kids to this school district. You know what I mean? They, right. You can move. Right. You can move. You can live down on Woodward and Wendell or whatever. You know what I mean? But your folk, your, your kids can still go to school in Gross Point. So, exactly. Not only do you kick the people out of the city, you know, 
and, 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 and those white folks move in and they don't send their kids, they ain't going to send their kids to Cavs, they ain't going to send their kids to King, they ain't going to send their kids to none of those schools, right? So right. now the school population is declining. So what does that mean? The school's getting less dollars than what they already got, right? So, I mean, it, it, exactly. it's, I don't know, man. Like, so many of the policies of, like, urban education are, 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 are focused on bringing upper-income families back into the public school system. But mm-hmm. it, it's based on the assumption that they, they come into these neighborhoods, they're going to invest in the neighborhoods, they're going to uh, revitalize these neighborhoods. But the families that move back into these neighborhoods, you know, that are, are move back to these low-income neighborhoods, I should say, you know, often you know, they, they opt out of the neighborhood schools, man. You know, the higher income right. families take their, their resources and they can, they can take their resources to other schools. You know, they go to private school. They go to schools in the right. suburbs. You know, so that this whole school choice, it's like, I guess, you know, so, so to bring in an outside example, right, um, mm-hmm. I, I was looking on, you know, a couple of articles, just reading a couple of articles, just trying to, you know, just see what other people thought about it. You know, and... Uh, so segregated neighborhoods, you know, they, 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 they need not really send their children to the same under-resourced and struggling schools as their neighbors, you know. Right. So these city, these city officials kind of set up these elite, unzoned public schools, you know, often with, like, strict admissions criteria. You know, your, your kids got to blah, 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 you know. So they, they're, they're targeting, you know, a, a select population. So it's almost like redlining, right? So I'm saying, hey, if you're yeah, from this area, area, this area exactly. you know, we ain't going to let you in. You know, yeah, that, that's right. exactly what it is, you know. And so, yeah, and like you said, you know, you're looking at neighborhoods, you know, you're looking at Brooklyn, you're looking at Chicago, or even Washington. Washington, D.C. used to be called Chocolate City, you know, and, and, and it's, it's right. not even like that no more, bro. Yeah, right. right. So, I mean, to, to me, man, that's the justification, like, the premise of it. I think it means well, like the premise of it, but you know, a, a lot of things meant well, you know, and we, and we know how that went. So, until the people that move back in the city start investing in the city, start investing in these neighborhoods, man, and it, it, so to keep it really real, I was down in New Orleans a little over a year ago, you know, we was down on bourbon and whatnot. You know, my my boy's bachelor party, you know, we kicking it, we drinking, we having a good time, we going out, we partying. You know, just doing what you do on a bachelor party. And uh, right. we stop at this little diner for lunch. We go in there, you know, order food and whatnot, and we staying at an Airbnb. So, you know, I'm, I'm uh-huh. talking to the cook, you know, just saying, you know, just, you know, conversation. And he's like, yeah, man, you know, I had to drive in, like, you know, 45 minutes. I was like, 45 minutes? What are you talking about? He's like, yeah, you know, because all, you know, all the tourists and all the people moving back into the city, and they, they make it unaffordable for us to leave, live here. So it's like the people that's from there can't even live there no more, man, because, you know, it, it's, it, that don't yeah. make sense. You know, I actually felt bad in that, mo- that moment. Like, hold up. You know, I'm contributing to the problem, you know. Like, what's exactly. going on? <laughs> you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. And, and I'm, not, I'm not telling people don't travel or don't go to this, don't go to that. It's just, it, it, it's just a sad state of affairs, man. We get somebody that's from particular area and they can't even afford to live there anymore it's like i grew up here i went to this school right down the street and i don't know man now i can't live there yeah yeah you know what i mean so yeah that's that's the same way it is in the city so i i know probably going out of town put a different spin on it because you actually see it from a different perspective but it's the same thing that's going on inside the city of detroit though 
Exactly, man. You got wealth coming in the city, but they don't inject themselves back into the neighborhood. You know, they don't they don't care about the school across the street because they're gonna put their exactly. kids in private school miles away. You know, so the school across the street suffers. You know, and as that school suffers, then then it becomes a lot less safe. And then people are talking about, oh, you know, we need more police, and we need more this, and we need more that. And then kids get frustrated because they don't have any opportunities there. You know, so it, it, it's like right. it's just like a vicious cycle, bruh. You know, and. You know, before white people came there, you know, you, you get so. Let, let me let me right. So looking at that video, and uh -huh. when I read that article in the room, and I read my man's quote, and uh, hold on, I'm, I'm I'm about to pull it up right now, but like my man's quote hit home with me like so hard, bro. It was just like, wow, you know, that, that, that that's so real. And um, which yeah, I'm about to yeah, see which one you talking about. My man was like, hey, so these white folks, you know, they, they don't want schools, you know, being diverse. They don't want, you know, uh, a spot taken up, you know, and a school of choice yeah. that, that they want their kids to go to by another kid. You know, so my man in, in the article, he said, you know, they're, they're, the kids from that neighborhood are already tremendously disadvantaged, right? Okay, and, yeah, I know exactly what coach you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, he was like, hey, so I'm going to take my already advantaged kids and they need more advantage, and then they right. need to be kept away from the other kids that, that, that are disadvantaged, you know? And he was like, that's tremendously exactly. advantageous to me. And that's exactly what it's about. <laughs> you know, we already got <laughs> legs up, now you want two yeah. legs up. It's like, come on, cuz. Exactly. You know, I don't want to take all them right. all the time, but yeah, it, it just kind of, you know, rubbed me the wrong way a little bit, bro. Yeah, most definitely. I, 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 read, I, read, that quote, I read that quote before, and that's, the, that's exactly what I was thinking. HQ, what you, what you got to say about that, bro? I mean, to piggyback on what uh, Bo was saying, like, watching that, uh, it was a uh, 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 expose done by Vice, and they did it, they basically did it with the, we were talking about in Brooklyn. I think that with the gentrification part of it, the only thing that's going to help it is, even though the parents, like, it, it was something Sinbad say, like, racism won't die till, I, till my generation dies. That's what he basically said. He's like, generation, racism won't die until my generation I think the only thing that's going to help that gentrification process to really become what it's supposed to become is their kids. Because their kids, like watching the, if you watch the expos they done by Vice, when they interviewed the kids, the kids saw the, the, the advantage. It was like, and they they knew like, that's not fair. And it was it was kind of right. weird to me to see, you know, the a kid of a CEO or a well-off doctor's kid or a uh, Muslim kid, like, you know, my family moved here, was a young girl, like, my family moved here with millions of dollars. That's not my dollars, but, yeah, I'm benefiting from it, but I don't think that's right. fair. It's, it was kind of weird for me to hear her say that in the whole process, like, right. it's going to be, like, it's, it's going to be unfair to those people because I'm taking away opportunities and advantages that they should have access to. It was weird just hearing the little girl say that, like, you see what your parents doing, I think that generation, their their generation of kids are going to, at best, I think this generation of kids are doing their best to really dissolve that fine line of racism. Because if you see their kids standing up and stepping up in more situations that come that be that become a racial based situation, you still got those dumb some every every situation gonna have those dumb amount of kids doing what they do. And you still got those kids, right. you know doing dumb stuff, racial stuff, and don't get it. But it's, it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a fair amount of those kids who see what their parents did and they want to change that. 
but I don't agree with yeah. like the how they use justification saying it's going to make it better. It's not making it better for the residents. It's making it better for the people who were sub-residents. It's like when I hear people, when I hear on the radio, like 955, uh, 98.7, Metro Detroit, or the Detroit station, you're not even based in Detroit. So why are you claiming Detroit? Like, I don't even like the term Metro Detroit. Like, no, you, you're very low. No, you're Sterling Heights. No, we're in the Metro Detroit area. Like, no, no, you're not. Like, you don't do nothing for the D. Like, 955, you giving away coats out of Royal Oak. Like, if it's that many disenfranchised people in Royal Oak, then we, then they did something wrong. <laughs> like Royal Oak is a well-off area. <laughs> if they're disenfranchised in Royal Oak, they did something wrong. <laughs> like now in Detroit, where I everything like is, you know what I'm saying, is 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 in the in the inner cities of everywhere across the United States. In the inner cities, are shortcomings. Like you see the state budget. Like I didn't know that, you know, lot of winnings, the the leftover lot of winnings or the tax paid out from the lot of winnings was supposed to go to the school district. You know, spread across the various right. school districts in that state. But yeah. I would love to see the books of from that tax money, a three hundred dollars three hundred million dollar payout and somebody, you know, they pay about eighty million dollars in taxes. That's a lot of money going to the state facilities for education. How much is that really going into the inner city? You know what I'm right. saying? Like I would enough. love to see the books on that. Yeah, oh, oh I totally agree. I would love to see the yeah, books on that. They're like how do you justify a school in West Bloomfield that has its own, literally has has a Papa John's in the cafeteria. Like, you're sponsored by Papa John's? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, we ate yeah. tater tots and leftover and cardboard pizza. Like, and milk. Like, you can drink milk with pizza? The best lunch that's ever, what, though. That's <laughs> an ugly-ass meatloaf. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the best ever. But I would love to see how they do that because like I said, I just think that the, gener- the gentr- gentrification is coming, but I think their kids will dissolve that. But it's going to take time. But it, and, and mm-hmm. it's always going to get worse before it gets better. And, and not to you know paraphrase on that phrase that said through countless generations, but it's going to get worse. You're going to see more people asking that question: of Why does your kid just go there, school of choice, but can't come into the city? Well, it's a better education. Well, invest in the city, and then the education will catch up here. You're not investing in the city. What do you expect? Like a buddy of mine was telling hey, me, hey. obviously, go ahead. Hey, Rod, I'll say, I'll know, I'll say. It, 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 it's real interesting you said that, man. You know why? Like, you, you said, you know, you're going to move back in the city. Why not invest in the city? You, you know, and, and I think it comes out on one point, bro. You know, like for the first time in like modern, like the first time in U.S. history, you know, more white people are dying than, more, than, than are being born. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think it was like uh, 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 2000, like you know, 2015 or whatever. You know, some stat I read that the number of whites that were being born fell fell below fifty uh, percent uh, or something like that. It's something crazy. So they, I, I think part of that, you know, they kind of see like not their extinction. I don't want to say anything like that, but they see that power base slipping away. So you know, I think that's why they don't want to invest back in the city, bro. You know. To double back on that too, the, the thing is though with, with gentrification, which is which is the, the main issue is is that indeed they do go in, they do go into these communities and revitalize the community. They do put money back into the city, but they they do it on a business sense. In actuality, the the education is the infrastructure, so they need to go in building schools and not building businesses. I mean that's why it's still oh, here. Did you, you come in? And, 
you can put, you know, you can put money everywhere downtown, but you can't build a new school in the city. So it's like ass back. Right. It's never gonna work. You you make it you making money, but you're not teaching the people. So like it's gonna always it's it, always gonna be a failure if you don't make that investment in education. Right. I don't agree. Like right. a buddy of mine who's in the uh, who's in the real estate, I didn't know this. Like uh, you know that billion dollar uh, facility that the Illich uh, family built, the new Red Wing Stadium. I didn't know this yeah. for that whole area. Illich just spent less than close to one million dollars for the whole area, but. They took out a loan to build the. They took out a loan from the state, from the city, to build the stadium. They've already paid off that loan. That is crazy yeah. to me. Like you bought the land that you built it on for less, uh, roughly a million dollars. Took a loan out to build the stadium and already paid the loan back. And the stadium is probably barely two years old. You tell me you could pay back two billion, um, a billion dollars that fast, but then not invest into the actual city itself. It's like, yeah. and. I don't like. I want to. I want to fault our leaders in the city of Detroit, but honestly, I I I don't fault them because they they those leaders are still thinking from that 1960 1970 point of view, and they don't know how to bring yeah. those dollars into the city to help the city. I'm like, okay, I was even though uh, Coleman was crooky, crooked, but he made sure like, okay, I'm gonna give 40 percent of the business to these outside businesses. But 60% is going to stay yeah. with minority-owned businesses that's going to develop here in the city and give our people opportunities to make better jobs, get better job opportunities for themselves. Yeah, I don't people hate on But I think he, he, he fell upon it, what is, what is a lot of people, when they go in, when, they, when you go in that circle of mm-hmm. politics or fame or sports celebrity status, you can you can die by your own hubris. And I think Kwame died by his own hubris. And that was like, say, mm-hmm. that's his fault. I think he had a good foundation, but he thought he was just like them. They, they won't touch me. No, somebody always got to be a fall guy. And you were the fall guy. They, they still making millions off, off those contracts you approve, and you gone. But the only thing, they, they waiting for you to die in the sense so they can stop paying his ass. Like, once you die, we don't have to pay you. We're paying you just to keep your mouth shut. Because if you let all this go, yeah, it's going to be no, known. Yeah. It's going to tear down everything that was, it's going to tear down everything that was built off that, off those contracts. But they like, hey, we'll keep paying. Yeah. But then the city, like, not to, not to jump topic, jump subject, but I think that it's, it's, it's going to happen, but we just got to, we got to start, like I said, the city, the city leaders got to start making those, make, putting their foot down. Okay, you're going to build this? You got to make sure you probably us 40% of the opportunity for jobs. You got to make sure 40% of that money that's going to be gener- generated by this company goes back into the infrastructure of the city. If they can't guarantee you that, then don't give them those contracts. Hey, Rod, I think it's real interesting that you bring that up too, man, because like, so, you know, I made it no secret that, you know, I didn't vote in, in the federal election. I voted in my local election, but not the federal election, right? You know, right. I got serious problems with the Republican, uh, Republican Party, obviously. And, and I really got problems <laughs> with the Democratic Party, too. I mean, because we've been voting Democratic since, like, forever, it seemed like. And, yeah. I mean, what good has it done, right? So, I mean, right. mm-hmm. so I, I, dug in, I, I dug into the election a little bit, man. And, like, for the first time in 30 years, Democratic votes declined in the biggest city. So, I, you know, I asked yeah. my question. I asked myself, I asked the question, why? 
you know, and, uh, you know, because people always think, oh, yeah, you know, that's a big city, blah, blah, blah. They're going to vote Democratic, all stuff and good stuff, you know. But then, you know, after right. doing a little research, like since, since like 1984, man, like America's biggest cities, you know, have voted increasingly, you know, Democratic, right? But uh-huh. it, it kind of came to an end in 2012, you know, 27 or I think it was like 27 or 30, you know, the most popular cities voted for, for uh, President Obama. But like, uh, yeah. so everyone assumed that, you know, Hillary was going to get those votes. But actually, man, so what really happened is, you know, uh, on, on, on election day, you know, it, it, those Democratic votes in those big cities declined. And, right. and, and I, I don't have proof of this, but, you know, it, it, it's just like, it, it, it correlates, right? So gentrification, you know, Democratic votes in, in large cities declined. So when, when Ryan oh, said, you know, those city leaders got to put, yeah, when they get, when you say those city leaders got to put money back into the city, it may not be the same city leaders from like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Right. Those city leaders now, I'm you know, they got a different base that, yeah, that's voting for them. So they, you got different representatives, you know? So they, right. I mean, essentially, I guess they, I guess they are representing their, their city, you know what I mean? But it's just not the same people that live there anymore because those people that voted Damn, 20, my, 20, 15, 15, 20 years ago are gone, right? I didn't even look at it like that, but damn, that's that's a true point, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so with the demographic yeah. change, and then of course the vote would change too. I never yeah. looked at it like that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, it's straight, it's straight up gerrymandering, man. I mean, that's, that's what it is without without doing it. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. You know, hey, uh, move all these white folks back in the city. Okay. Move move all the people <laughs> out. You know what I mean? And, and, and your whole vote right. base changes. You know, it's yeah. like dang, it's like Detroit voted for for, for Trump. I mean, it it didn't. And I know that. And I'm just saying, you know, if something was like that to happen, right. I mean, this is one yeah, of the, the major reasons why that would happen, you know? Yeah. No, I, I think that I hadn't even looked at it that way and shit. So, like, you really pointed out a different point of view. And, and the crazy thing about that gentrification, which you can also, if you felt like, you know, if you wanted to, you can replace that word with infiltration, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, some of these same places, though, like, we're talking about Cass Corridor. Uh, some of these same places have been horrible, horrible areas in the city as long as I remember. And these are places that we could have, I mean, you know, to use the term uh, loosely, we could have gentrified ourselves. And I, I guess it's just weird that we sat on that kind of city blight and that kind of, you know, that, that kind of destruction around the area without picking up on it ourselves. Like, why why wasn't this prime real estate for a bunch of black realtors? Because there's a lot of black realtors in the city of Detroit. But that, that kind yeah. of thing show you that it's not about your money, it's about who you know. Because a lot of people, I'm sure, had enough money to buy it, but just didn't have the right connection. And and that's where... Oh, right. So I see that's so, where it's a, a popular gentrification, too. Exactly. So that's where that whole red line in plays the case that they say, oh, you from exactly. this area and this area? Oh, no, you're not getting a loan. Oh, no, you're not getting credit. Nope. You know, right. you might have the money, and you right. might have the collateral, you might have it, you might be credit worthy. But you from this certain area, they just, no, 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 you ain't getting it. So, you know, from right. like that fundamental level, from when people, you know, back 60s, 70s, 50s, or whenever, when black folks, you know, mm-hmm. so the black folks that did have money, they weren't allowed to invest that money. Not where they wanted to, right. anyway, you know? Yeah, because, you know, originally, you know, originally, Don, Don Barton wanted to buy that whole river. Right. Fucking Don Barton. Mm-hmm. He had all kind of money back there. So, I mean, that's tell you right there. Oh, damn, I don't know. People that they want to take, you know, take advantage of. Yeah, because. He wanted to buy that whole riverfront. This is before, you know, they had any plans of new stadiums or none of this shit. Like, like somebody from the city of Detroit wanted to revitalize the city of Detroit way back then. But it took, you know, it took outsiders in order to get that implemented. And that's why, that's why I think it's, it's a weird thing. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a weird thing 
but plus again it's, it's based on it's based on finances it's based on the the money infrastructure so it's, it's never it's never going to work because while you put money into okay i'll give you a, a hundred jobs over here i'll give you a hundred jobs over here what about the what about the kids that's coming up with no education like what good is these jobs gonna be if they ain't fucking going to school like what what's the point <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. then, then they mm-hmm. end up getting fed to the same system. You know, they they get they get fed to the to the welfare system or the, or the fucking penitentiary system or decide to take matters into their own hands. You know what I'm saying? Which usually end up you know in the penitentiary system anyway. So it's like all it's all a model, and it's and it's not no secret. Like all of this shit was planned. Like none of this is just happening. Like all this shit was planned. That, that's what that's what American democracy is. And, and I hate to say it, but that's what capitalism is, and that's what we fight for and all that shit, but man, it's starting to make it seem like communism not really that bad, bro. <laughs> Bruh, it, 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 you, know, you, you laugh, but like, you know, like, 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 okay, so Kanye been on his little thing lately, right? You know, and, you know, he's talking about free thought and new thought, and, and, and like, I get that, and I'm cool, and I support that, you know, you know, but I wish it was like more directed towards like the political system. And what I mean by that, you know, black folks automatically think we got to vote Democrat. I mean, there's so many other parties out there that are more aligned to what we want and what, you know, what we want to accomplish. I mean, you know, because certain, you know, it's no, like you said, it's no mistake that certain forms of government have a stigma. You, know, you talk about socialism, you talk about communism, you talk about the Green Party, you talk about whatever parties you want to. And, you know, there's a certain stigma that it has in, in, in the United States to to where, oh, no, you can only vote Republican or Democratic, maybe independent or something like that. But, you know, right. if, if people would actually just like get up and go do some research, man, and see that there's so many other parties out there that, that actually represent what we want and try to get behind that or, yeah. or not even that or just, you know, like me, you, Ryan or whoever say, hey, man, you know, this is what we want to accomplish. Let's go to the neighborhood. Let's get this done. Create your own party. You know, create your own, like the Congressional Black Caucus and whatnot. Like, I get that. Mm-hmm. But that, that, that's just pandering. That's all it is. It's just like, hey, you know, here's some crumbs. Congressional Black Caucus. Right. You know, y'all feel better? You know, you're you going to get what you got off your mind? Okay, go ahead. There you go. And, and like Maxine Waters, you know, like I love Auntie Maxine and whatnot. But, you know, I mean, does she really, I mean, I wonder, does she really have power? You know what I mean? Like, what, what, what can you really affect yeah, in, in Congress? You know? And, and, and that's just, a good question. But like that stuff, she's been, she been fighting a good fight for years. But like, yeah, she has is it working. She has it. <laughs> is it working though? Right. Yeah. You know. So I, I mean, I, I really think black folks need to reexamine their party affiliations, man. And just, and I'm not saying vote Republican because no, they don't have our best interests aligned with them. And, and Democrats don't either. Because like I said, we've been voting Democrat for years, and here we are, 2018, talking about the same things, bro. You know, yeah, and, and right. they, they got lazy because they know they know we, they don't they don't get our vote. They know that. They know they got me, like, in, yeah. So like the best country, like the most powerful, like 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 Chris Rock said in, in that movie, if, if, if America was a woman, it'd be a big titty woman, right? You know what I mean? It got everything. <laughs> so like you, you telling right. me like in the best country on this planet, the two candidates you gonna give me is Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. <laughs> Really? You tell me there's not two more qualified candidates out there to be president of the United States? Really? Come on, man. You know that. that, that I mean, and that's that's not that's not smart, bro. You know, and, and you know, like I said, I, I caught a lot of heat from my from family and friends about not voting in the federal election. And oh, if you don't vote, yeah. that's a vote for Trump. And you know, maybe so, maybe whatever. You know what I mean? But 
It's just I refuse, like, I refuse to take part in, in, in a federal system that where, you know, they limit my choices to that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I know we're kind of getting off of education. We're getting off of education a little bit, but, like, when you did a chance, Google Killer Mike, Killer Mike, it was a, it was probably a three minute interview he had with a TMZ uh uh person, like caught him at the airport. And they were asking like, Why are you telling people not to vote? I'm not telling you not to vote. I'm telling you to look at all the choices. Like stop being so yeah. democratic or so republican, like look at all the choices. Like they don't have your best interest in mind, like He's like, that's why I'm back in Bernie Sanders. He's actually, a lot of his platforms, a lot of things I wanted to see change in my community and also in my state. And then the guy came back, well, what is this? He was like, well, he's like, are you an American? Well, no, I'm Australian. Well, then you, y'all got y'all own problems in Australia where y'all, y'all disenfranchising the, uh, the Aborigines. So how are you going to tell me, me telling my people to look outside their normal voting, their no, normal voting boxes to do that? And the guy just, the guy just shut up, like, Damn, you making sense right now. Like, yeah, like look at some of those other parties. Like a buddy of mine was telling me here in Michigan, it's a uh, I don't know if he's Arab or Indian or uh, Afghanistan. It's some it's some uh, political party running here in Michigan by ran by the uh, Afghanistan. He has more more pro more the base of his 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 campaign is more more based in helping the state and helping. The various cities in the state of Michigan revitalized themselves, and yeah. it kind of caught me off guard. Cause my buddy started looking at him. I was like, "Okay, let me check him out." I was like, "Damn, he's trying to do all this." And yeah, he's trying to bring it back to the city where, well, like you said, getting back to the gentrification, it's being gentrified in the Congress and in the local the local government, and then it's falling down to to the smaller cities who have to abide by these laws that are passed but don't agree with them. So it's like now it's time to get in, look outside those normal voting structures that we normally see, Democratic or Republican. You know, this, I think there's one cat, he run an independent, if I'm correct. And it was just, it was deep to me. I was like, damn, they really are trying, he really are, he's really trying to see change and make sure gentrification benefits both parties, the franchise and the disenfranchised. And that's a, that was a deep look right. for me. Right, and that's the and that's yep. the main thing is trying to you know trying to balance the two, and that and that's what, honestly what they what they are trying to do in that uh you know in that article is reading on the root is the people though it's the people that that's in those you know in those affluent positions that don't want to that don't want to give up their advantage already you know it's like 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 I said it's like mm-hmm. having the, it's like having the, the the jump start in the race and still like. You know, still want another head start. Like you already ahead, and that, and that's the that's the scary thing. Is like people, when I, I feel like I feel like like this. If you're in a position where you have something and somebody else don't, I mean, I, I know that everybody works hard for whatever it is they have. And I, I get that. But then at the end of the day, though, I mean, how how can you be how, how can you be cool with yourself by knowing that you have these advantages and not even able to? To share those with someone that that's way far less advantage than you. Like for them to be so pissed that they want to put a couple of under average kids in their school, like they should be the examples on improving education, not be scared that their education will get brought down. It should be the other way around. They should be looking forward to that. Like you know what? All right, let's get some of these underprivileged, like undereducated kids in here and work them up. Like that should be their challenge. Instead, they looking like damn, this will be an anchor. To, to piggyback right. on what you just exactly said, right, that that was that was initially started in probably in the 
1700s, 1800s, and it laid its foundation. Now they don't even know they're doing it. It's like that, that argument where people have that they act like they don't see racism. I, I didn't know it existed. Like really, really? Yeah. Like you don't see the you don't see the advantage. And, and it's like I said, it, it won't be them. I think it's their kids because their kids are is absorbing so much of our music, our culture, our way of thinking. I think their kids will level the playing ground to a point. They they are still going to keep something for themselves. Like yeah, we'll give you this, we'll give yeah. you that, but we're going to keep this part of it. I think I think that's going to level it somewhat, and I think that's what's scaring a lot of the older generation because they see it happening. Like, yeah, I don't want you to be my friend. This is Jamal. He, you know, he he he's into this. You know, he's into computers and he's programming. You know, in high school, he helped me with my last test. Yeah, okay, son, but I still want you right. to take the internship. But dad, I don't want to do that. So give it to you know, put a put a word in for my buddy Jamal. Uh, right. uh I I don't want to do I don't want to do that. You know, so just take take your time to think about it. No, dad, I thought about yeah. it. I don't want to do that. Give it to Jamal. I think that's where they're scared because they see their kids. Hey, dad, this is Jamal. Hey, dad, this is uh, Keisha. You know, and they're yeah. seeing it like, and and it, I, it, it's scaring them because. They see the change coming, and what they're and in my point of view, and their point of their point of their way of thinking is, I'm trying to give you the keys that they was given to me. But Dad, if we're the only ones riding in the car, how is that fair? And everybody else is walking. Uh, uh, so I'm just doing how I was told. No, Dad, I don't want to do that. I right. think this generation is doing that, but hopefully, like I said, it levels out before we pass, so we can see our kids and their kids benefit from the so-called gentrification like they're yeah. in the you know, we, we hope and things like we that. We hope for that man we hope for that but but, but it's, it's already going in, in the opposite direction you know like so, oh, so like I, I said you know I, I yeah yeah you know I did a bunch of research into the whole election and all that good stuff so you know went down all these different avenues you know and today we was talking kind of talk, earlier today we were talking about you know education gentrification and whatnot and so you know, I started looking at some stats, man, and so like the share of black students attending schools that are, are more than 90% minority has grown from 34% to 39% from 19 or 1991 to 2011, right? In, in 1991, black students typically attended schools that are about 35% white, and uh, by 2011, they fallen to 28%, right? And so some people will just say, hey, those are just numbers, blah, 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 whatever. But I mean, I mean, so as gentrification increases and, and, and the population and the resources put into these schools decreases, man, it's, that gap is, you know, the education gap, the socioeconomic gap is getting even wider as, you know, the years go on. So that whole, argu that whole argument that people want to say, hey, in 2018, blah, 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 just get over it. I don't see race. You know, I, you know, I, I say one word, bullshit, you know what I mean? You know, it's nothing wrong. I'm not serious though. It's nothing wrong with seeing race. You know, if you're white and you yeah, you probably be white. If you're black, you probably be black. It's nothing wrong with that at all. You know, just you know, I, I, I think that's just a, just a lazy cop out when you say I don't see race. It's just saying that you know, talking about it and all that good stuff is making you uncomfortable and you don't want to really realize what advantages you have or disadvantages other people have. You know, so. You know, like 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 in Detroit, for example. You know, uh, a typical black student, you know, attends school where three percent of the students are white, three percent, right? And eighty-four percent of the students are, are low income. You know, why are eighty-four percent of the students that go to Detroit public schools low income? Eighty-four percent. 
That's crazy for a, an entire school system in a city the size of Detroit. Right. You know that that, it, it, that that just doesn't make sense, man. Like, you know, it, it's not a coincidence. It's not a mistake. You know, when all the trends are pointing the opposite way, you know, that, that's not a mistake. And that's done purposefully. That's done with intent. You know, and for anybody to say that that it's not that um, there is a book on it. I think it's called like The Color of Racism or something like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I forget the exact name. I have to look it up. But it goes into all the you know, the history of gerrymandering and redlining and, and like the long-term effects that it has, you know, on, on like crime and poverty and education. So, you know, it, it's easy to say when, you know, when, when you're born in West Bloomfield or, you know, or, or hey, no offense to you, big win, no offense to you, big win, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> or, or, or Birmingham or something like that, it's easy to say, oh, you know, just, just, just get over it, you know, and blah, 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 blah. But when you don't have, so, like, when I, I went to that career, career day at Detroit Canyon High School and, like, you know, when I was talking to these kids and telling them what I do for a living and all that good stuff, and they were like, wait, like, they literally asked me this question. They're like, white people report to you? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, wow. Like, they, they couldn't believe it. Like, in 2018, they, really, they wow. could not believe that white people reported to me. Like, this is 2018. This is like 14, 15 year old right. at Detroit King High School. And, and like, yeah. and that's like that's, I mean, I'll. It, it, it threw me for a loop, dude. I was like, what is this, like, 1920? It's like, yeah, I got like... Yeah, right. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, you know? And it's crazy when you find out the mentality of the, of the kids, because when you find out the mentality of the kids, it pretty much puts you in a perspective of what the mentality of the community is. Because the kids only mm-hmm. emulate, you know, what they what their parents and they surround them. So when you see how they act or, you know, or, or how they, you know, how they see things, and it, it's, it's obvious, like, really what's going on. And the fact that they think that somebody comes that comes from the neighborhood, you know, maybe even the same neighborhood as them, uh, is able to mm-hmm. be in a position where you know white people report to them, and they and they are astounded by that. That's a is a good thing because they get to see it, but it's a scary thing because they didn't know that it was possible. That's the scary shit. Right, right. Exactly. I take a look. I take a look at that. Like I said, this I, I said this in a conversation I had with another friend of mine. Like our parents knew what their parents knew get a good paying job, work hard, and then retire. That's what their parents and their parents their parents taught them that. Our parents trying to teach us that, but I think we're coming back because no, I got advantages. Like my mom sometimes when I take a day off on a Tuesday, what am I doing? I'm just, you know, just taking a day off a personal day, you know, I wanna relax when I get away from the office and shit. But baby, don't be using them on their vacation days. You never know what they're going to do to you. Like, Mom, I got them for a reason. They're, they're vacation days. Like, I don't have to go. I don't have to go nowhere for a vacation. But I think, but that that comes from that generational thought of you. We we don't we don't we don't measure up to our counterparts. And I and I think our generation is changing that. But I what I would say is I hope I would wish that. That generation before us, those those 95s, 94s, 93s, I wish they had came back and showed us a little bit, thing or two, how to you know start businesses, how to how to help grow the community. Because you know you learn a lot of stuff from getting away from your community. Like I'll say this one time, um, it was sad. Like I I helped build a jungle gym at my son's uh, uh, grade school. It was a hundred volunteers. Okay. It was eight black people there. Yeah. I was like, I was going with 700 black kids, and it was yeah. eight black volunteers. It made me sad. I was like, yeah. it was more, you know, white people, the Indian people, 
out there helping me build jungle, jungle gym. But it's like, that's because we don't know. We, we don't know because our generation never came back and showed us, hey, man, get back to your community. Don't, you know, get, get a group of y'all right. together, go clean up that park so kids can start using that park. Hey, man, this park, this is a park. Yeah. This ain't a place for you and y'all to, to gang sign up for G GD and folks up on on a jungle gym. It's a jungle right. gym, y'all. Let kids play here. Don't come <laughs> here and get drunk. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I think that that's, that plays a small part in it. That's why those kids were amazed. Like people, white people were poor kids. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I worked hard for him. Yeah. Well, exactly. well, what I'm supposed to, you're not going to give it to me? No, nobody gave me the shape. I put in the time, 10, 10, 12 years of me working hard, traveling, relocate for job to job experience and leaving each job with a higher expectation that I set there for the next guy who's going to come in and take my place. So now here I am right. benefiting from the hard work. So what are you gonna do? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know I could do that. Yeah, you can, but you got it. It's right. gonna be work. So don't be, you know. Hey, hey and I tell hey, you, you know I tell what, kids this: it ain't always, it ain't yeah. always somebody's watching you. It's always somebody. No matter what you think, somebody's always watching. They either watching you give up or they watching you fight through it. It's up to you to choose which yeah. one you're gonna do. You're gonna <laughs> give up or you're gonna fight through it. Sure, right. That's for sure. Oh, and, 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 by, and by the way, the, go ahead. The name of that book that I was talking about is called The Color of Law by, by Richard Rothstein, right? And it, and it talks about all the different government policies, like at the local, state, and federal levels that that have went into effect over the years that have kind of, uh, I guess, affected the black community and, you know, why we have high crime rates, why we have, you know, uh, bad educational systems, why, we, you know, we uh, generally don't, you know, own our own, you know, real estate and resources and things like that you know um i haven't read the whole thing i've only read parts of it so i i can't quote from it fully but you know and, yeah. and some of it was kind of talking about like how every other cultural group it seems like that they kind of sit together you know they pull their own resources you know they help out with each other things like that but when we do it yeah. it's just like uh-oh you know <laughs> like <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't want to say you have to go to the extreme of the Black Panthers or anything like that. You know, even, even though you know, I, I, I agree with the premise of the Black Panthers, right? But you know, so they, they were labeled as a, a terrorist, like one of the number one threats to the United States of America at the time, and things like you know. So when black people pull things together, it's like, oh, we can't let that happen. Yeah, and, 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 and forward, man, it's like, yeah, no, we got to come together. We got to be the first, and we got to do this, and we got to do that, and we got to do this. And, and, and it's like, yeah, diversity is good, you know, to a point. But I, I don't think it's good to the point where you lose your own identity. You know what I mean? So, I mean, culture, you do have to remember who you are, what you came from, you know, and things like that. So when people say, hey, I don't see color, I don't see this, I don't see... Again, man, it's just, I, I just think that's the biggest load of bullshit, the biggest cop-out, you know. And, and, and just people that feel uncomfortable talking about me, man. You know, yeah. and, like, you know and, and, and again, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm going my, my bag, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, just, you know, talking to, you know, talking about that too, and just putting all this stuff into perspective, I kind of want to spin it just a little bit before we get out of here, because we're getting, we're pulling close to the end. I kind of want to spin this a different way. I'm going to ask both of y'all the same question. Um, HQ, I'm, I'm going to hit you with it first, but, like, we're talking about, you know, gentrification, how, you know, basically people coming in and, and taking over the city, but not really back into the culture with, with all that being said though I just want to throw it all the way back to like the, the 50s and 60s and, and just ask y'all this question do, do you think that we gave up on ourselves too soon like was segregation actually a bad idea for us 
You know what I'm saying? Like, did we did we fight too hard to be integrated in the first place? God, man, that's a that's a that's a hard question to answer. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's it's a, it's, a, it's a yes and no it's a yes and no answer. Yes, we fought too hard for it because we didn't we didn't get a chance to. It's like it's like I said uh, in the text that we had. You know, we never got to see black excellence. Like we, right. no matter what you think, we've never seen black excellence. You you see it now because there's more wealthy African Americans in the world than ever before. So we're seeing black excellence. So using the using the premise of black Black Panther, like black people never saw that. So that's the premise of what Killmonger stood on. Like he grew up in a system that never saw black excellence, and when it did, it got destroyed. It got tore right. down. So how do you say that that you know, segregation wasn't a good thing because it made us okay. We get one kid in those, you know, predominantly white schools. He learned, they learned, he or she learned, and came back to the community and gave that knowledge to the community. And we had a chance mm-hmm. to grow from that knowledge that was planted by them. But now that right. we're on equal playing ground, they use it against us. Like, well, why would you want to go back? Stay out here with us. And that's what we initially do. Like, you know what? You're right. Why do I need to go back? I'm going to stay here and chill. You know, I got my white picket fence. I got my tire tied right. to the tree in my front yard, and I'm enjoying life, and I'm making great money. Why go back? Exactly. So I, right. like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a yes or no question. It's a yes or no answer because we never yeah. got a chance to see it. Anytime it got started, like I said, Black Panther, number one terrorist group in America. No, they were taking care of the neighborhoods in, in L.A. Black Wall Street. Exactly. No, they, they were showing you how strong the black dollar could be in, in in one area. No, we don't want to see that. We're gonna we gonna burn the whole city down. We gave guns to 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 the public who are non police. They got police issued guns to help take down Black Wall Street and burn it to the ground. Like right. now we're seeing Black excellence, but people want to use that. I think people want to use that as an ulterior motive because well we helped you guys get this far. No, we got to show them that we, we can get this far without them to a point. We got to show them we can get this far without them. Let's, let us, let's show them how mm-hmm. we can be, we continue this black excellence on top of what we've gained over the last 10 or 15, 10, 15, 20 years. And right. keep going for and keep building. But we just got to make sure that we don't get lost in translation with laws, legislation, Congress, and so forth. If we keep, you know, pushing yeah. back, eventually it's going to happen. But like I said, that's a yes or no answer because yes, it was a good opportunity because it opened up doors for us, but then no because they made sure that when they were opening those doors, they closed them behind you. Like, go ahead in there, sit in here by yourself. What about, you know, it was three people behind me? Yeah, we couldn't let all them in. We got, right. we got you know, we, we, we got to get so much to so many. Well, I want an opportunity right. too. My buddy want an opportunity too. Well, yeah, he'll get an opportunity somewhere else, but not here. And like I said, it's, it's a yes <laughs> or no answer in my personal opinion. Yeah. Michelle, Bo, what, what you what you think about that, man? On the on the reverse of gentrification, you know, that's the the infiltration of the black community. Like, what what you think? You think we'd have been better off, you know, staying segregated? HQ, man, you're right. That's a tough question, right? So again, man, like I I think I think diversity is a good thing, but again, not to the point where you lose your own identity, man, and. It, there's certain things where I think we just try too hard to be accepted. We try too hard to to to, to fit into that 
you know, that Taylor Swift crowd and all that good stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, yeah, you know, just want, want to be – because, I mean, if, if we really look at our culture, man, like if, if, we, if we really just, just pause, sit back and look at it from the sideline, like they, tr- they, they really trying to be a part of us. You know, hip-hop mm-hmm. it, hip-hop is mainstream now. Hip-hop is, it yeah, is yeah. pop culture now, you know what I mean? Like, you know, sure. like old boy from uh, the, the quarterback from Wyoming that, that, that just got drafted that, you know, had, had got in trouble because of some tweet, you know, and he said the N-word and whatnot. You oh, know, yeah. It, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if he was just like, he was he was quoting a rap song from uh, uh, Rick Ross, and what, you know what I mean? So like, this little kid from Wyoming or Idaho or wherever the hell he's from, you know, somewhere out there where there ain't no black folks, you know, quoting right. this song by Rick Ross, you know. So, I mean, it, it, they want they want the benefit, but 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 not the disadvantages, right? So I think we need to sit <laughs> back and like, right? yeah, <laughs> I think we need to sit back and and see that and realize that and just like certain things, man. I, I just think we need to keep to ourselves, that, you know, um, like education, you know, it, our our economic resources are like two of those major things that we need to really. We need to really promote, like, in, in the home and in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the community, in the culture. And like I said, you know, I, it, it just threw me in for a loop, dude, when I was standing from in front of that class in 2018, last week. And these 14 and 15-year-old black kids could not believe that white people reported to me, you know? Right. And th- I was just like, wow, dude, you know? So, uh, Again, you know, some things I think we should we just keep we should keep to ourselves. Other things, it's like, you know, so this, this, people talk about politics and taxes and all that good stuff. You know, honestly, I really don't mind paying taxes if it's going to something that's going to benefit, you know, the whole. I guess, you know, right. I, I pay taxes and like I, I still see like, you know, I go back to my old neighborhood. My, the house I grew up in is boarded up and burned up. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. what are my tax dollars doing Preach. for that for that neighborhood? You know, exactly. so it, 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 yeah. So it's like it, 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 at some points, man, you're like, yeah, you know, why even bother? And then some things, you're like, yeah, I need to be included on this. So you know, right. I, I think it's, it's a lot of gray area there, man. You know, a lot of gray area. It is. Just, you know, it is. And that's what's up, bro. Yeah, it's a tough question. That's why I threw it out there because I knew it was gonna be a tough one because it's not a real answer to it. You know what I'm saying? Because the, the reality of it is, is that, um, like HQ said before, um, segregation could have honestly uh, been a great thing. Unfortunately, we never we didn't see it through to even see the benefits of it. Honestly, and then of course the mm-hmm. the, the other way around, the flip side of that was integration, which which works well um, as long as the those who are in advantage are comfortable sharing that advantage and that's where we usually run into the problem and that's where the problem is with, right. with gentrification you got people who move in and have these opportunities and don't want to share those opportunities basically with the people that they just evacuated you know what I'm saying because like people basically get evacuated you people used to live down you know down in that Woodward area and Cass Corridor area you know like like barely living but they was living and now, like, them or nobody in their family can even afford to move in those places now. So it's like, so if, you, if you're out, able to... I one time going downtown, seeing somebody uh, ride a bike in downtown Detroit at around, like, 10 o'clock at night on a Friday night, like, oh, that motherfucker riding a bike? 
Oh yeah, that's regular. It's like it's really it's gentrified for real down there. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's real life down there now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which which is, mm-hmm. which is fine. I just I just want to be able to, to participate. At you, but, but 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 like you know, like that text that you sent out about a week ago. You know, mm-hmm. we was looking at uh, uh hey, hey, what's that show on on Netflix? Uh, dope. Oh, dope! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. No, I, I like yeah the zip code. Man, you grew up in is like one of the murderous zip codes in like America. Yeah. Right now, you know what I mean? But yeah. like just a few minutes away, you know, it's just this great, you know, gentrified, you know, like utopia in Detroit. And Detroit's coming back and whatnot. <laughs> But you go five minutes right. away, and it's like the most murderous zip code ever. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man, come on now. Yeah, it's a it's a tough thing, dog. So I would, we go we go wrap it up now. I'm gonna go around one last time. Go we go keep the comments short this time. I just want to ask y'all, you know, just to uh, round it out. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna start with you both. I'm just gonna ask you, like, what what do you think could to help gentrification go better? Man. You know, I'm gonna take the words from my man Charlemagne the God, right? So you know, white folks just need to use their privilege to help out other, you know, uh, other cultures, man. You know, I mean, that's what it comes down to. You know, um, they're the majority, they're the power, they they hold pretty much all the keys, as much as we like to admit it or not. You know, white folks just need their privilege to help us out, bro. And uh, and and in the words of my man Huey P. Newton. Black power yeah. is giving power to people who have not had power to determine their own destiny. And I'm going to leave it at that. Nah, that's, that's dope. I'm scared to go behind that. It's cute. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go, I don't want to go behind that. like going after uh, Ray Lewis coming out on, on his introduction. I ain't going after that. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's uh, cute. I mean, honestly, he, he summed it up. Like, those in power got to know how to give back within their power structure to make sure the the scale the scale is balanced. If they never do it, it'll never be balanced. Like I said, gentrification yeah. could help out if they want to balance the scale. But if you building if you turning if you turning cities out neighborhoods that are five minutes away from the most murderous zip codes in in, in America into utopias, something wrong there. So if you see it, something wrong, use your your privilege and use your power to make sure the ground is, is becoming level. Like I said, that's what mm-hmm. happens when it's going to happen when their 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 kid their their parents' kids step up and step in. And I think that like I said because hip hop is becoming mainstream culture now across the board, it's blowing their mind because now they see like your kids are leveling the playing ground. Just hopefully it happens before we leave this earth. And we get yeah. to see it, and, and our kids get the benefit. We see our kids benefit from. We see our kids' kids benefiting from. Right, for sure. Just uh, <laughs> just to end it off. Then on that note, man, gentrification. I feel like in order to uh, you know, in order to make it kind of go better or actually work, I think definitely you got to take the focus away from the businesses and into the schools. I think once you, if you build the schools up, the monetary you know benefits of that and jobs and everything will come from that. But as long as you overtaking uh, populations like turning, you know, liquor stores into the Starbucks and you know clearing out whole uh, apartments, turning them into high-rise condominiums, it's cool. Like you're making money for a certain area of people, but still never, you know, putting money into the educational infrastructure. I think it's never gonna work. So until it, the education piece becomes the main piece of gentrification, I think it's always gonna fail. So 
But that's my that's uh, what's that's up, my bro. Point on that. You know what I'm saying? That's but what I want to thank everybody who checked this out. For sure, man. I want to thank everybody who checked this out tonight. You know what I'm saying? We was a little short. Only had my man HQ and Bo in the building, but it's still all good because we holding it down. And what we did right now is just no a peek inside our minds. You know what I'm saying? So until the next yeah. time, man, you, you know, know exactly what this is. For sure. Notes from the Negro section. Peace out, y'all. Holla. Hold up.